everyone, and welcome to the Five Beer Plan. I'm Brian, and this is the ongoing saga of an everyman's ale trail. In this episode, we'll make the jump to hop hyperspace in less than 12 parsecs, talk beer and hop choices with Taylor Gant from Ology Brewing in Tampa, Florida, and review Thanks for Letting Us Play Tonight by Hoofhearted Brewing. This is no Jedi mind trick. In this segment of Looking for Lupulin, we're going to travel to a galaxy far, far away and experience a hop variety that in my mind is truly out of this world. Though we here in the U.S. tend to think of the Pacific Northwest New World American hop varieties as king for IPAs, Australia might have a thing or two to say about that. In 1994, Hop Products Australia, also known as HPA, took a female plant known as J78 and cross-pollinated it with Alpha German Pearl, a high male plant. An article online mentions that Galaxy was explicitly created for the purpose of having a high alpha content to go along with distinctly European qualities. Fascinating. Fifteen years after beginning their quest for perfection, HPA was finally satisfied with this New World Australian hop that went to market under the trademark name Galaxy in 2009. To say that this is one of those hop varieties that was a game changer for the craft beer industry is an understatement. Once brewers started using it, demand for Galaxy skyrocketed so quickly that the modest acreage that this once experimental variety occupied had to be immediately expanded. According to Julian Healy's The Hops List, Galaxy has an alpha acid content of 11 to 16 percent and a beta acid content of 5 to 6.9 percent. It stakes its claim as having the highest essential oil percentage content of any hop variety currently on the market. Due to the high alpha acid content, this is a great dual-use hop. It can shine on its own as a single hop brew or be combined with hops such as Citra or Mosaic. HPA describes the flavor profile of Galaxy like this. World-famous flavors of punchy passion fruit, juicy peach, and tangy citrus. The high concentration of essential oils and alpha acids make these flavors more distinct through late addition in the kettle, whirlpool, or dry hopping. I sure am glad to have a beer later in the episode to experience this wonder from down under. It lacks the earthy, herbal, or spicy notes of similar fruit-forward varieties, making for a smooth and bright tropical profile. Not surprisingly, you'll find Galaxy Hops most often in IPAs, but you will also see it used in pale ales and ESBs. Homebrewers looking for a Galaxy Substitute Hop could turn to Citra, Centennial, or Amarillo. This is another one of those patented hop varieties, so it is not available to the general public for growing at home and must be purchased from a retailer in pellet form. In this segment of Homebrew Hijinks, I share what will be the basis for the next project. As you might recall from earlier episodes, my very first homebrew was a session IPA that I affectionately called C's Get Degrees. It was an extract kit, so I wanted to take it to the next level. This time around, I went with an all-grain approach with a slight twist. Fortunately for me, Northern Brewer publishes the recipes of the kits that they sell, so it was easy to find the all-grain version of the kit I had used. It was a 5-gallon kit, so of course it was necessary to scale it down to my 1-gallon batch size. So you might be asking, what is the twist? Well, as I found in my previous research on Cascade Hops, New Zealand has a hop variety called Taihiki that was bred specifically to compete with Cascade. 
Due to the slightly different terroir, Tahiki tends to be a bit more tropical and much less earthy than that of its kissing cousin Cascade. Follow along in the next few episodes to find out what the verdict is for this third brewing project. Now it's time for Barstool Banter. This episode, I kick off the first half of my interview with Taylor Gant, who manages and brews at the Tampa, Florida location of Ology Brewing. As you will hear, I first met him while he was tending bar during my Tampa St. Pete Brewery Tour earlier this year. Ology is yet another one of those Florida breweries putting out some amazing beer. Well, welcome to Barstool Banter. I'm sitting down virtually with Taylor Gant from Ology Brewing in Tampa, Florida. Taylor, thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me on the podcast. Happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Awesome, man. What is your role there at the brewery? I'm the GM slash brewer here at our Tampa location. And so a little bit of everything. Okay. Well, you know, before we get too far into this, I think I'm going to crack open a beer, if you don't mind. I've got one here as well. I've got a this is the second beer um, I brewed here in Tampa. It's Incidental Rewards, Citra, Mosaic, Idaho 7, like 6.7%. Ah, it sounds great. Well, I'm going to drink something here that's uh, local for us. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard of a brewery called Clag out of Sandusky. I have not. They brew up some pretty big beers. But okay. this one is a session that was done with one of our local bottle shops in Toledo. And so it's kind of a, it's a session, but it's a nice beer. Cheers to you. Yeah, cheers. Nothing better than a good IPA and talking beer. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so can you tell me how long has Ology been open? Ology Brewing Company has been around. Uh, we're about to have our six year anniversary as a whole. So the brand started in Tallahassee Okay. Uh, with four friends, Nick, Max, Paul, and Brian. And they always knew that they liked it down here, but they all have families. So that was kind of where I came in uh, October of 2020 uh, with the idea that we were going to open something in Central Florida. So we opened um, a couple spots in Tallahassee while I was up there. And then we heard some murmurs that Angry Share was moving into a bigger building and uh, started poking around. And, and here we are. Okay, cool. So how many locations does Allergy have in total? So there are three in Tallahassee, and then this is the fourth. Wow. So Tallahassee's pretty well uh, saturated then as far as the allergy market goes. Yeah. So it's an interesting place. There's kind of like bubbles and people stay in their their respective areas of it. So we have three wildly different customer bases, even though they're all within a 15-minute drive of each other. It's still kind of everyone has like their pocket um, that they stay in. Okay. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, very much so. So it's kind of like uh, everybody has their local craft brewery they go to and whatever neighborhood they yeah. live in. And that's kind of yeah, it. Yeah. So my wife and I visited Allergy for the first time when we were there in February. It had been on my radar for a while. Thankfully, you opened up a location there in the Tampa yeah. area. When I was there, uh, I had a beer in my flight that was Destination Paradise. And it was an amazing double IPA. And it was single hop with Citra. On the description, it says that their allergy selected hops used. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. Had our flight and we were kind of on our way to go and hit as many other breweries as we could. And we walked away and went to another brewery 
And I was like, damn, I should have bought a four pack of that because <laughs> my, my podcast this, this season, what I'm doing is I'm taking one single hop every month and highlighting it and then trying to find a beer that has a single hop that I can okay. kind of taste and say, hey, this is exactly what, you know, what the hop's supposed to be like. So we went away and then I was like, I got to get that beer. So we came back <laughs> and that's, we ran into each other kind of in yeah, the back yeah. on the way out. You're like, oh, is there a problem or something? And I'm like, no, no, no. I just need to get that beer. <laughs> yeah. So can you tell me a little bit more about the Ology Selected Hops? and how that came about? Yeah, so um, Nick is our head brewer slash founder slash owner. Him and I went out, it would have been 2021. Uh, we went out for the first time and selected hops with YCH. Uh, so we selected Citra and Mosaic. Okay. And so that was the first time that he had done it or Ology had done it. So now, you know, we have our kind of house Citra and house Mosaic for the first time since, you know, on the heels of that. So do they basically have like a plot that's allergy only and then they pellet it up um, for you or how so does that work? It's all like post harvest. And so basically you have to hit, you know, minimums to qualify to select or whatever. And we're definitely on the, the lower end of it, but we were able to go out there and they basically bring you different lots and you can rub them, smell them, see all the statistics on them. And so I think we went through three different mosaics and we went through like five different citras, I think, before we both found one that we liked the characteristics on. We were probably not experts by any means with us being our first time, but we kind of had an idea of what we were looking for and have a ton of friends in the industry. So, you know, kind of had an idea of what we were looking for and found it and we're pretty happy with what we walked away with. Yeah, nice. Do you have any plans on going out and finding any other specific hops then in the same way? It just depends on our growth. Like I said, they have minimums. And so we barely were able to get out for that. And so in the future, we'd love to get out there because it's always it. good to know what you're getting as opposed to spot buying, which there's plenty of good hops out there on spot buy too. But I think the next one that we we really love is Strata. So if we ever get to a point where where we're using that enough, um, that would probably be the next one we'd love to pick. But our core hazy that kind of got it all going, sensory overload is an all citra. And so we use citra in everything. So sure. uh, that, that was the easy first choice to go out and choose. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, citra, I and mean, let's be honest, if you know anything about hops, I mean, citra is a great dual use hop. You know, yeah. it gives you some nice bitterness, but it also is great for the dry hop to give you that nice aroma. So it is, you know, very versatile as far as that goes. Yep. So is there a premium then that you have to pay to be allergy selected hops or how does that, how does that work from a purchasing standpoint? So hops all work on contract, you know, it's all kind of like a three tier thing. So you have the farms that work under the bigger hop broker, and then we basically guarantee, okay, X amount for next year. And then you can, you have futures. Um, so you can go out multiple years, but we basically commit and say, okay, we're on the hook for X amount of pounds of Citra and X amount of pounds of Mosaic for the next year. And you know, the year after or whatever. So based on size and whatnot, people are have what they're comfortable committing to. And it's like anything else, the more you commit to, the more you get, it's kind of, you have more buying power if you're bigger and stuff. So like I said, we're, we're on the smaller end of that spectrum. So we were, we were happy to be able to make it out there. For what it's worth, uh, Destination Paradise is a beer that I reviewed with our Citra only episode. So 
that was a damn amazing beer. So I don't know if that's awesome. one of yours Thank or you. not, but the brew wise, but that's a really, really killer beer. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that one uh, come out of Tallahassee. So okay. the Destination Paradise series is the first one was Citra. And then the second one was Mosaic just to, oh. you know, show those two selected hops that we had. Okay. Now, are those beers that you brew on a, like a consistent basis then? Um, so far, we've done them once last year and okay. once this year. They're, it's not like a core or anything for okay. us. We kind of, we have a couple beers that we have all the time, but then it's constant new SKUs. And, and we'll usually rebrew something uh, once or twice a year, something like destination, and it might it might get kicked on the schedule a second time later in the year or something. Right, right. Mosaic was like one of my hops that hooked me on, yeah. on craft beer because it just is so complex and you get citrus, you get berry, you get stone fruit. I mean, it's just such an amazing hop. So yep. I bet that Mosaic go only uh, Destination Paradise is pretty killer too. Yeah, it's good, um, especially in like the hazy movement. Mosaic is a little bit it has some old school characteristics mm -hmm. to it, but I think it plays well. And, you know, like I said, we, we kind of knew what we were looking for more of those citrus and stone fruit notes out of the mosaic, as opposed to some of the old school mosaic. So it's, yeah. it's unique. We like it. Awesome. So I, I started home brewing this year and I've brewed three different batches, just single gallon batches. And then I also don't have a whole lot of investment in if it doesn't work out right. But, yeah. uh, but it's been fun to play around with the hops and pick up on the different nuances that you get, depending on whether it's mosaic or centennial or the citra, or I used Tahiki in this last batch I did because I wanted to see if, if the citrusy notes that Cascade doesn't have really would come out in this session that I did. Awesome. But hops yeah. are fun. I they love are. hops. <clears throat> Yeah, and there's a ton of them. It's a never-ending journey. Yeah. So how long have you personally been brewing? I mean, what does your journey look like? Um, I think eight years. Um, I think it was 2015 I got into the industry. I actually went through, it was fairly new at the time. Now it's more established. I went through the USF St. Pete's campus has a brewing arts program, just like a certificate program, not a graduate course or anything. And so, I don't know, like many other people fed up with the corporate world or, or whatever and right. got out um, and started bartending, but was doing the class and stuff. And then um, started volunteering at Hidden Springs, another local brewery, yeah, um, and then too. eventually started working and was bartending in bartending at another spot, Florida Ave slash Brew Bus, which is actually the building that Angry Chair now has taken over. So I was working both of those for a while and then eventually just worked into brewing at Hidden Springs and was there for a couple years. And then there were some ownership changes. So I left, uh, got out um, when that happened and then uh, spent like six months at Tampa Brewing Company out at their West Chase facility, beautiful facility. Uh, and they're some of the OGs. They've been around since I think like 1994. So mad respect for those guys and was yeah. happy to join them. Um, it was it was a short stint. It was like six months, but they're on a total different level than anything I had worked on before. So it was cool to see that side of production brewing at that scale um, and whatnot. Then COVID hit and things got weird. And luckily uh, in October of 2020, linked up with the Ology guys and been good since. Awesome. You know, and it's not a bad thing to have gone and, and worked in a number of different places because you learn so much along the way. Yeah. And especially in this industry, um, there's a ton of different ways to do things and get 
similar results. And so seeing different viewpoints, I think, has uh, given me a good experience to to see things from different angles and and try to do things the most efficient way and correct way. And and then like joining up with Nick, everyone has their ways that they do things. But then Nick and I were able to kind of play off of each other's experiences to decide how we wanted production to do things up in Tallahassee and stuff. So it's, it's always good to have different viewpoints and different size and because it's a lot different doing like we have a 10 barrel here a 15 barrel in in tallahassee uh but like tampa brewing company it was a four vessel 30 barrel cranking <laughs> 90 barrels a day and stuff so wildly different pathways that teaches you a lot along the way yeah you brew at both locations so do you have taproom only beers that you offer only in Tampa as opposed to Tallahassee or vice versa? So the first few that we've kicked out here have went to Tallahassee as well. I don't know what the future will look like, but right now we're sharing inventory. So there'll be some stuff that we have that might not be at one of the Tallahassee locations, but the overall bulk of things, you know, we're releasing beers at the same time and stuff to try to keep some continuity. But for the most part, if you go to one of the ones in Tallahassee and you come here, you'll see fairly similar beer list, uh, give or take, you know, a handful of beers. Okay. I think that's also one of the cool things about having, you know, two different, you know, head brewers, right? Because you get maybe a little bit different slant. Even though you guys are on the same page from a business standpoint, you know, you brew probably in a little bit different way than Nick does. Yeah. And yeah. And different, different system, uh, mm -hmm. you know, different systems produce different results too. So yeah. Um, yeah, happy to see it. Hopefully brewing down here, Nick and I can play with some new hop products and stuff. And yeah, we'll see. It should be, should be fun. So what is your favorite part of brewing? So I enjoy the flavor building that comes with like fruited sours or stouts. You know, when I was uh, in, in previous spots with, uh, with a, a gentleman named Austin Good, who's over at Magnanimous now, we did a lot of flavor building in fruited Berliners and stouts of you have a concept and then, okay, what are we layering to get to there? And when you nail it, the end result is awesome and fun to get to those parts because it's not always the easiest route when you say, like right now we have a lemon cheesecake sour on and, and it's just getting to that point and being you know happy with the end result. Do you find like one style over another is a little bit more challenging than to brew? Just from a straight brewing standpoint, of Imperial style always going to be more work. Um, long boils, you're maxing out mash time. You've got a bunch of specialty grain that can get sticky and stuff. So just from a straight forward brewing perspective, a lager nine times out of 10 is going to be easy to brew compared to Imperial style. It has the potential to, to give you some some more troubles. And then you can run into the same thing with the hazy IPAs when you get some of this flake stuff in and whatnot. We're lucky to have uh, the mash tun down here that uh, we got from Angry Chair is really nice. And the new mash tun we have up in Tallahassee is pretty nice. So that's helped some of the stuff, but some of the stuff we've brewed on in the, in the past, it was uh, some interesting brew days when you start getting a lot of flaked and you're trying to make these big beers. Last call. It's nearly time to wrap things up, but first, one more for the road. This episode, I'm drinking Thanks for Letting Us Play Tonight from Hoofhearted Brewing in Columbus, Ohio. From the brewer, 
The amount of galaxy hops in this beer should start your taste buds a-rockin'. Without further delay, well this is a 5.5% ABV beer that is classified as a Pale Ale slash New England IPA. Hoofarta Brewing is located in Columbus, Ohio. They put out some great beer that has some really creative and playful names. I first learned about them during my ale trail adventures in Columbus. It wasn't until I got home that I realized the subliminal message that they were trying to convey. Who farted? So I poured this into a Nonic pint glass. It's one of the new ones that I just bought from Paladin Brewing. I really like it because it has a nice wide mouth on it, but it also just feels really good in the hand. It also makes the beer look really good as well. Speaking of looking good, this can has a picture on it, but is clearly a band. Though cartoon-like, I thought it looked really familiar, and then it hit me. It is the back cover picture of the LP showing up the lineup for the Mars Project Driver solo release from 1986. It features Robert Rock on vocals, Rudy Sarzo on bass, Tony McAlpine on guitars and keyboards, and Tommy Aldridge on drums. If you recognize any of these names, you'll know that this was one of the first supergroups featuring members who've played in such outfits as Impelitiri, Ozzy Osbourne, Vinnie Moore, Quiet Riot, White Snake, and many, many more. Check out this release on your favorite streaming service. It is a great one. So back to the beer. So this poured a nice light golden color. It's uh, hazy, has a nice fine white foam head that, that really uh, retains its form here. So if I, uh, I go in and just take a little sniff on the nose, ah, so it's got some great tropical aromas going on. I'm getting stone fruit, I'm getting passion fruit, and of course some citrus in there. But the nice thing is, is that there isn't any of that earthiness that sometimes comes from hops. It is totally just sweet and juicy and citrusy. All right, first sip impression here. So the nose certainly plays with the sweetness a little bit. And then on the palate, you get that nice hop bite. It has notes of definitely citrus. As I mentioned before, I'm getting some stone fruit, maybe some peach or some nectarine kind of mixed in there. That's ah, so smooth and good. So when I first started drinking IPAs, Galaxies was one of those top two hops that I would go after because I really loved uh, the flavor profile. Uh, Mosaic was one and Galaxy was the other. So a lot of the beers that I drank early on definitely were leaning more towards those two hop varieties. We've talked about Mosaic before, how it's super complex. You know, Galaxy, though it has some complexity to it, I think it's a much more simplistic kind of hop profile. I mean, it's definitely got the citrus in there, but it certainly leans strongly towards the stone fruit, definitely the tropical fruit, but doesn't have that dankness. It doesn't have that catty sort of aroma to go with it. It's just, it's just nice and pleasant. Very aromatic, almost a floral-like bouquet on the nose. It does have a little bit of a, a hot bite on it, which is nice, but it doesn't overwhelm you. And it leaves you with uh, flavors lingering on the palate. As I mentioned, I think peach is definitely one of those flavors that really kind of lingers here. I would say that this is one of those hot varieties that you could introduce somebody to who's never had a juicy IPA before that wouldn't scare them away. It's got enough complexity and enough, I think, appeal to it that it would, would really meet folks where they are with respect to their beer journey. 
Oh, man. I could drink this all day. It's only 5.5%. It is delicious. So one of the things I really like about this beer is that it is straightforward. It's kind of like this rock album that I'm talking about here from Mars Project Driver. It's just straight ahead, foot stomping, head banging, just a nice rockin' beer. Nothing fancy about it. What you see is what you get. Who farted brewing? I give this one four tasters out of five on the flight board. Cheers! If you've got a beer you'd like me to drink and describe, leave a comment below. If you're a brewer and have one in mind, direct message me on Instagram and let's see what we can do. Well, that's all for this episode of the 5 Beer Plan. With so many podcasts out there, thanks for choosing to listen to mine. Join me next time as I kick off my homebrewing project, dive into a beautiful beverage type, and jam once again with Taylor Gant from Ology Brewing. Remember to hit the subscribe button to be notified of new episodes. I'd love to hear from you, so please follow me on Instagram, 5 Beer Plan 2022, and leave a comment to let me know what one of your favorite beers with Galaxy is. Be sure to support your local breweries, choose your beers wisely, and drink them responsibly. Until next time, keep walking your ale trail, and stay thirsty, my friends! Special thanks to Uncle George and J-Dub's Cantina Band for opening up the show this week.